0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Fan bite, Fan With Special, a review podcast, if you will, for the game Streets of Rage 4 by Dot Emu, the people who brought you, I don't know, Disc Jam, not Disc Jam, no, they did the other one, they did the one, the real one, <laughs> Disc Jam was the knockoff, uh, they jammers. did Windjammers—that's the one. Uh, the people who bre- uh, brought you uh, Windjammers—they made a fourth Streets of Rage game, and uh, we are here to talk about it. I am steven Strum, managing editor of fanby.com and joining me today to mostly do the talking is head of media. No,pe sorry, editor at large,
1: uh, John it's Warren. Both are technically <laughs> true, but I definitely prefer the second one. Yeah. Hi. Hello. How you here doing? I am. Uh, go? I'm good. You know. Yeah. Busy good. week. Yeah. But it's uh, it's good. Nice. I l- yeah. I like this I like this video game a lot.
0: Good. I'm glad to hear it cuz I I've told you this before but I was slightly uh pessimistic about the chances of this game turning out oh, good.
1: 100%. Yeah. 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 And, and I actually it's really funny. We uh, the game and I have crossed paths at maybe three different conventions and I never played it before it wow. came out. Okay. So I didn't even know how this would like feel in my hands until the release build so yeah yeah uh
0: i still don't know how it feels in my hands because i have only watched this entire game get played by my brother who uh picked it up on ps4 this week so i have seen the entire game and yeah. i like a lot of what i was seeing and hearing but uh i'm kind of curious like when you say how it's going to feel in your hands um that is one thing that i've definitely heard talked about in the most positive light around this game is like the juggle system and stuff is really cool and interesting Can yeah you weigh in on that
1: yeah yeah so the 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 first three games are of course like second genesis like uh, cornerstones basically these brawlers where you you know you're just doing you know (laughs) i one of the funny parts and now i'm gonna go on a tangent like right away but one of the one of the funny parts about uh this game coming out in 2020 is that like it's part of a genre that i actually think is more or less dead like Mm. and in the in the sense of like if You were to sit someone down who is, like, 15 and go, okay, yeah, this is a beat-em-up. I I feel like a lot of them would go, it's a what now? Like, (laughs) I I don't know. I think it's, like, it's a really funny thing. But you're basically just going from screen to screen beating people up and trying to survive, like, you you know, fights, basically. And in the original three they're fun and they hold up in a way but they hold up more stylistically than i think they do gameplay wise so like that's one of the the things that i was very concerned about like how actually moment to moment fun this would be and like the team did a really exceptional job i feel like saying okay this is gonna still feel basically like you remember a streets of rage game but um, they added essentially air juggling, which is, you know, if you're at all a fighting game fan, you're familiar with the idea of like juggling up, uh, uh an opponent in the air, uh, where if you hit them and you knock them up, uh, you can continue a combo in order to do different damage. Um, and streets of rage has added that. And with a ton of flourish where not only are you juggling folks that you've, uh, lifted off the ground, but like. There's a lot of physics involved, so like you can bounce them off of walls back into a juggle, like continue a combo. And um, even though there were a couple of infinite combos that they they patched out uh, for release, like you can still do these like really, really, really like high hit combos that feel really, really good um, to to accomplish with uh, one of the mini player characters. And so like it's it's one of those things where. I think from a game speed perspective, they had to do, Um, but it's also a way to, um, I think, make the game a little more, uh, a little more kinetic where you are balancing, like, you know, if you're surrounded by enemies, the juggle system can sometimes even the playing field in the sense that like, you can knock an opponent against a wall. And as you're turning around to hit the enemy that's trying to attack you from behind, the enemy you juggled and bounced off the wall is now bouncing back in front of you, turning the other way. So that now you can basically start a combo with this, you know, with a new guy that's trying to attack you while also continuing your juggle with the guy that you knocked against the wall. Like it's just a lot of like interesting combos that are not only visually interesting, which is definitely a component, but uh from a gameplay perspective makes it very, very fun to like play multiple uh multiple times. So yeah, and, it's good. Uh
0: I uh, realized that I kind of got ahead of myself just a little bit there yeah, too. Right. Like, yeah, you know, you did a good job of like I think laying out what Streets of Rage is. I mean, predominantly it was a Sega Genesis series. That was definitely where I played it a lot when I was a kid with my brother as well. Yeah. Um this does take into account those games. There's it's full of references to the original three. Right. Um it it like the the central three characters from the first Streets of Rage are all playable, plus a bunch of characters that are related to them in various ways. Um, there's a new guy, uh, Floyd, who's like yeah, a Floyd. The, the, he's the apprentice of Doctor Zan from he, yeah. Streets of Rage two or
1: three. So that's three, and so three. Uh, he's a really interesting uh, character because there there's a character in Streets of Rage two named Max, who's basically like a big like. Uh, almost like a uh, Hagar-like character from uh, uh, Final Fight, which is basically Streets of Rage's only real peer, I would say, uh, in the beat-em-up department. Um, And uh, so he was like a wrestler, and he kind of had like interesting grab moves where you could grab a guy, but also jump with the guy and move with an opponent, which you couldn't do with any of the other characters. And then there was Dr. Zan in the third game, which had like a really bizarre move set and was kind of like flipping the script on a lot of the ways that a lot of the mechanics in the game normally work. And Floyd is a weird mismatch mishmash of both of those characters. So kind of has the hitbox and the size and a lot of the uh, striking ability and can move when you grapple uh, with an opponent uh, like Max could. But with the one, the robotics, the visual of Dr. Zan and also some of the interesting things were like, um uh like the range of the character is much more like dr zan so he can kind of stretch your uh robot limb out to do like a special attack and stuff so yeah it's it's kind of a really interesting uh mix of those two kind of powerhouse characters and they just mixed a lot of the mechanics uh between max and zan which i thought was kind of a, a cool move
0: yeah so. totally uh, yeah, specifically the robotics are. He's got like robot arms for sure, like Jack yeah. style. He looks um, yeah,
1: look. He looks like a perfect mix of like Doomfist and Jacks. It's, it's <laughs> pretty much yeah, exactly with, like, that.
0: Very clearly like coded as like a Pacific Islander. Or, like he's got yeah, uh, sort of tattoos of that like region. Um, he's got
1: the the very cool uh, yeah, like Samoan islands tattoos on his uh, shoulders and stuff. It's cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, Other characters, we've got um, Blaze, Axel, Adam, and Adam's daughter.
1: Uh, Cherry. Yeah. Yeah. So Cherry is basically, so in uh, uh, Streets of Rage 2 and 3, there's a character named Skate who was basically always on rollerblades. And he was kind of like a faster uh, character that could kind of string together like quick combos, but didn't do a whole lot of... Uh, damage with uh with his hits but could get a lot in uh mm-hmm. before needing to retreat and can kind of retreat from attacks much faster um and also like uh some of the like the jumping and grappling mechanics were a little bit different with skate um they updated the idea of skate in a way that i think works with cherry uh cherry has a guitar and uses that sometimes as a weapon uh but also like mixes things up in a way that i i, I think it's one of those characters that is like really really difficult to master but when you do master cherry she's like insanely dangerous so she's got this one attack i really like that reminds me a lot of um uh paper mario actually (laughs) where she can jump and if you hit uh down and attack like at just the right time before you hit someone's head you basically like recycle your jump animation into uh a situation where you can like keep doing down attack on dudes like juggling like reverse juggling you're basically just like stepping on dudes heads as cherry indefinitely until you basically (laughs) miss a command uh which is really really cool um and that that's she's a blast to play but like really uh vulnerable to like powerful attacks so everything is kind of a trade-off like you have the balance of axel and blaze who are um you know really balanced fighters they do roughly the same amount of damage and have kind of the same uh, uh, move set more or less and then Adam is a bit more powerful but a bit slower and then Floyd is obviously like this kind of much slower but also tough and has kind of a different uh, move set and and Cherry can definitely like not really take a hit but is also uh, much faster to get away from uh, you know big enemy hits so really yeah. it, like mastering each of these characters is one of those things that when i played through uh the first time i was like all right yeah like this is definitely streets of rage and i really enjoyed this uh and it snuck up on me like how much i wanted to go back in and play each of these characters on harder and harder difficulties to just like get better at these move sets which is not something that i did with the original three games like yeah you really kind of get the gameplay loop of those first three and you're like you go back to it because the style is so slick, and not because necessarily the game is a ton of fun to master. Whereas, like I feel like this game is a game that, like, like competitive fighting game fans will want to dip into <laughs> and figure out. Oh, okay, like this is kind of a, a different flavor of what I like, but it's it's hitting some of those same notes.
0: Yeah, I would say like games like Monster Hunter kind of fill a same uh, similar totally. gap there. Yeah,
1: I totally agree with that. Yeah, I think like like mastering the weapons and like abilities of Monster Hunter. There's a lot of that in uh, the different characters you can use. So it's it's definitely a, a, a really, really fun game that I keep dipping back into just like casually. Like if I've got uh, an hour in the middle of the day or something where I'm kind of like not busy or on the weekend or something, I I have like fired that up. I don't know, four or five times since I you know really played it for review. And it's it's a game I, I'm still really enjoying a lot. So, and
0: like it's not a super long game, so it's easy to kind of repeat over and over again.
1: Yeah, it's it's not super long. Like the first time you beat the uh, the story mode, which I think is ooh, I should have written this down. I think it's like twelve chapters. Yeah, um, that sounds about right. But when you when you beat it the first time, it basically opens chapter select uh, for the difficulty you initially played it on and below and then once you start to uh well it it opens chapter select for everything but it only you know it has all those chapters unlocked on the difficulties that you already beat it on um but so it's really easy to basically say once you have chapter select open you can just pick a character like per chapter and go in and master it so like mania is the hardest difficulty i've gotten maybe like five stages into that and it's really really difficult but i've played it on each character and it's like a, a ton of fun to uh up the ante so to speak uh per character so it's not super long i think it took me i don't know two hours uh, to to do my first playthrough completely yeah uh on normal difficulties so um yeah it's not a long game at all you, you you basically get to see uh all the stages and stuff in in a couple hours so
0: and what you're basically seeing is that the game takes place in, I think it's just literally called The City. Like, it has no name uh, and never did. I think did. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Google
1: that right now, but yeah.
0: Uh, it takes place, like, a number of years. It's not entirely clear, at least it's, from what it's I about remember. Ten, it's about 10 years after okay, Streets of years Rage 3. Yeah. After Streets of Rage 3. Okay. And the, um, the twin... Sib- uh, siblings of the <laughs> no no not the siblings of Mr X but the the uh, children that's the word i'm looking for of yeah. Mr X the main villain from Streets of Rage 1 uh have missed, like, in this game called Mr Y and Miss Y they <laughs> are uh they are taking over the city again and you are fighting your way through a bunch of like the iconic enemies the kind of like <sighs> For people who aren't familiar with Streets of Rage, like names like Big Ben and Shiva aren't going to mean anything. But like, think of them in the same vein as like a poison or something like that from a right. Final Fight, and they're yeah. that same kind of vein of character. But they're now given dialogue, you know, in little fits and starts. Here, it's not like a super story heavy game by any no, stretch. No,
1: it's not. But they do put more story in this one than I, I think the previous three. I think Streets of Rage three toyed with more story than the other ones but yeah, yeah. This, this has about the same amount as streets as of rage 3 and it's this actually takes place in wood oak city which i literally don't ever remember seeing in the story bits but no. that's apparently what it's called huh. um yeah but yeah like so mr x is basically the boss that you fight in uh, all three previous games although the third one kind of mixes it up with some uh, robotic stuff that uh kind of diverts from the normal uh, plot. But like uh, Mr. X is basically like a machine gun toting uh, crime syndicate leader who has all his minions spread across town. And in this one, you have the Y twins. I fully expected, by the way, and and slight spoilers. I fully expected Mr. X to still be alive at the end, but he's, he's not. In fact, you have your boss battles with the Y twins on his mausoleum which i think is really a nice touch yeah um, for sure which is kind of cool uh but like yeah the white twins you know there's a lot of like you know not so subtle like okay well that was mr x and now we're the very like uh zoomer zoomer kids of his and we're different because we're using rock music to like hypnotize the entire city and all this stuff which is you know pretty pretty funny but uh yeah um but yeah like you i think one of the things with uh with streets of rage with the the enemy design and and that we can talk about that a little bit more but like in the um in the originals you would have these like groupings of names so like you would have these like very vanilla enemies and then their palette swap might be a little bit more powerful and then they might have like a basically a the most powerful variant which you see like very late in the game and that is that is an idea that's recycled here and it's very charming i think in 2020 to have this kind of uh convention come back it, it's just something that i i think is a really like familiar feeling nice touch uh to just like lean back on again and uh one of my favorites is still like the 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 enemies that do like muay thai fighting yeah uh, they're all named after like exotic birds so yep. like pheasant and uh um condor and like vulture and stuff like that and uh it's just very interesting to see these conventions like come back and it really did strike the right note of things that they brought back and stuff that they kind of uh decided to discard i feel like um from the original
0: and they from what i've seen do a really good job and i think even a better job than the original three games did of really differentiating all the different enemy
1: move sets too yeah Um, yeah, yeah they're, they're definitely you definitely have to do a little bit more like um i think pattern recognition and yeah. memorization and in, in terms of okay yeah that this okay this guy can do the jumping knee but this variant could do the flaming jumping knee so i need to like <laughs> you know really make sure i got kind of get you know a few uh frames away from him uh before he starts that you know, wind up animation or uh, or oh, uh, maybe my favorite are the the Donovan types, and they're basically mm. just the shirtless dudes that are wearing jinkos, essentially, and they, <laughs> they show up. They show up in every single uh, every single stage, but like they are one of the only types that can carry long weapons like pipes or swords. But yeah. you get later into the game, and um, like one variant can start throwing them now, and you're like, oh fuck, and so. You have to really pay attention to that and the ones that really pissed me off are the ones that catch the weapons yep so you can throw weapons in this game you could throw them in other ones but now you have like more uh control over when you throw them than the previous games and uh like that's a really good mechanic because you basically like bounce weapons off of guys and catch them like breath of the wild uh boomerangs essentially For sure
0: yeah 100 percent
1: Which is really fun, Uh, but, like, there's an enemy type later that can just catch them and, like, throw them back, and you're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) So, it's just a really – every single, like, evolved enemy type adds basically a wrinkle to how you need to mix up your gameplay, which is a really – like, how they pepper that into this progression is, I think, much more – like, uh, deliberate and well designed than I think the previous games. So, like, there's a lot of just like systems work here that I think is going to get more impressive the longer folks actually spend time with this game. So,
0: yeah. I mean, in the original three games, you would have a lot of it. it, it... Bleeds into things like the environments, too, a lot, because um, in the original three games, you would have the whole stages where it would be like, oh, there's, like, a big a hole here, and if you fall in, you die, And but the trade-off is that if you do, like, a grapple move and throw an enemy into there, right. they just instantly die. They totally then, die, right. Yeah, uh, but in this one, A, you, you don't die if you fall into the pits, you just take damage, which is right. a nice touch, um, yeah. and B, uh, there's also just things like, there's this whole stage set around a wrecking ball in the middle of the room, and (laughs) if you punch it, it swings to the right, and if you punch it back, it swings to the left. And you can get hit by that, but you can also just, like, swing it into enemies, so it adds, like, this other wrinkle of threat management to dealing with, like, certain large groups of enemies or just, like, holding at bay one particular kind of enemy that you know you don't want to deal with right now because you need to just get this other guy off the screen.
1: Yeah. like yeah. they'll, they'll they'll put a bunch of environmental hazards on a on a screen and that's basically your cue that like in a in a different scenario this screen would be fucking buck wild like it would yeah. be really difficult to like manage all these enemies but because they give you these environmental tools yes there is a threat to you but the, you can also turn those environmental hazards like totally to your advantage and like deal with like big waves of enemies um Uh, with these environmental things and the wrecking ball is like a perfect example of like you know i i did like it was like a room full of like the bigger fighters that like one's a fire breather and can kind of run at you and and the other one likes to dive at you um but like they're kind of reckless with their movement so if you can really bait them to kind of charge at you near the wrecking ball they'll start the momentum of the wrecking ball but also cause it to hit like their buddies basically as they're all trying to get after you so it's like it's a it's a fun it's like kind of goofy but you know in terms of like simulating a uh a, a highly choreographed like john wick style brawl like they do a better job in this game than like any other like 2d beat-em-up i can recall just like setting a stage for like interesting different ways that a uh uh a screen can basically end up uh happening so like um there's a boss fight after you leave the sewers and go into a bar where you're met with like a bunch of this biker gang but also this like you know this like kickboxer and the kickboxer is really tough but if you realize that you can there's like a bank of motorcycles over to the right uh if you really get in close and can throw that boss into the motorcycles you could basically juggle that boss like for almost half their health in like one or two juggle cycles because they've basically given you the tools to like think on your feet to do to use the environment ways to get an advantage so like that that kind of stuff was not super clear my first playthrough but my subsequent playthroughs uh, i've been really enjoying how uh environment rich a lot of these uh scenarios are so it's it's good stuff
0: Awesome, I'm glad to hear it. R- truly, because I love these games. I love the old games. Yeah, um, I th- yeah. I think th- we've talked a lot about the mechanics. We've talked a lot about like how good it feels <laughs> to play. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the style being an incredibly important part of Streets of Rage, and I think that's true. And I think a lot of that style comes from something that most people ask about whenever they hear anyone talk about Streets of Rage, which is how is the music in this one? I think yeah. that's a pretty good. Uh, I think that's a pretty good capstone on this conversation, honestly.
1: So, I um, I am going to be a boomer in this conversation, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I think both the visual style and the audio uh, design and, and the music overall in this game are great. So, I want to start with that. Like, I, I think the soundtrack is great. I think the visuals are great. I think in terms of building a timeless style and ahead-of-its-time kind of vibe, this game doesn't do that. For me, yeah, um, I don't think there are going to be people clamoring for uh, Olivier's soundtrack here. Like I, I, I don't know much about uh, uh, Olivier De- De riviere I believe is how you pronounce his name, the composer of this this game. I don't know a ton about his other work, um, but like I, um, I'm like looking up uh, it up now. He did a uh, Dying Light Two Vampire Technomancer. Um, a
0: lot of european games
1: yeah yeah he's a french he's a french composer so um oh he did plague tale too so i think a really talented composer so i really want to make that clear and a few tracks uh, are in the game from original uh composer yuzo koshiro who did the the first games and a few other japanese composers that um contributed to the original uh trilogy Those soundtracks are notable, the old ones, for being, like, incredibly either... uh, Like, Streets of Rage 2 really touched on the house music phenomenon that was going on at the time and was, like, so good in that genre that it kind of stands as... Like, it stands next to, like, major commercial releases of house music that was released during that time. Like, it is a genuinely great soundtrack it it doesn't matter that it's part of a video game it doesn't matter that it's part of this fighting game like i will throw that soundtrack on basically any day any day of the week and Kushiro's soundtrack for the third one is so it's based on like uh detroit industrial music of like the early 90s and it is so like ahead of its time and like abrasive in ways that i think are Very, very fascinating that it's it stands as one of those like wow, this soundtrack was fucking wild that it made it to a video game in 1994. Like, it is a weird soundtrack, and I I love it. Like, I love it for how different it was. The soundtrack for Streets of Rage 4 is like good, but I don't know how memorable it is. And the couple of tracks that I went, oh, this is a good track, it turns out they were both made by uh Yuzo Yuzo (laughs)
0: Kushiro, so like.
1: (laughs) There's a vibe and an energy here that I think is... um. I think, thankfully, it's not necessarily trying to emulate those other soundtracks. Yeah, Which, I think totally. if you did that, that would be a mistake. Like, you could maybe get close to a facsimile, but it would, it would fall apart. So, it kind of stands on its own, but to me, there are only a couple of bangers, and the rest of it is... None of it has gotten in my head. Like, I haven't sat around, uh, like, humming a song from Streets of Rage 4 like I have with, like, the Dreamers from Streets of Rage 2. Like, they're just tracks that I love very much. And I don't know if time will help me with this. And, and I'll keep playing it, and, and eventually an earworm will uh, get in there. But it's a little bit less memorable for me. Um yeah. But I'm also a boomer, and a lot of the younger kids that are playing this game think the soundtrack fucking rips, and that's awesome. So that's that's basically my spiel. I feel like a boomer when I talk about this, but um, that, that's my take on it. You've, you've listened to it. You like this new soundtrack, right?
0: Yeah, it's good. Um, I think that to kind of hmm, capture the spirit of what Streets of Rage was doing at the time, which was, like like you said, I think you put it perfectly by saying it was way ahead of its time like this weird synthy electro funk stuff mixed in with all the stuff that you just said like that you know intro screen that you you boot up on and it's good does that like long note of like, like right. right yeah yeah um it's so good and so evocative of this sort of like hmm, early 90s you remember the double dragon movie
1: yeah yeah i do
0: <laughs> like it's that it's that aesthetic of like it's always nighttime it's always cloudy it's all in it's yeah. always in the city every there are, everything's on fire there's crime everywhere because that's just like the the you know universe that this is establishing um and it sets up a very specific music that's not even it's not even noirish it's not even like a cop show or anything like that no, and it's a, you it's know, a
1: weird it's a really it's it's its own thing
0: it's its, its own thing yeah and, uh, to emulate, like, capturing something like that that's going to be, like, um, big in the future or something like that, um, <laughs> trying to, uh, to, to do what, uh, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, let's say, is, is saying, like, yeah, we're gonna do by hiring one of the, like, most popular artists uh going right now uh we're right. gonna really capture what the future sounds like uh yeah. you would have to like this game would have to sound like 1000 gecks or some
1: shit and <laughs> yeah i i i know I, I i agree with that i totally hear that i really do like there was no way this is going to <sighs> there was almost no way this is going to do what the originals did in that regard yeah so yeah i mean it's 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 almost unfair to hold it to a, a standard that i think i i did but like I guess the reason that it, I found it easier to hold it to that standard is that, like, I knew in my gut that the music would not hold up, just as I knew in my gut that the gameplay wouldn't be good. And I was wrong about the gameplay, like, really wrong. Yeah. And I was like, actually, this fucking whips, and, like, it, it feels almost, and maybe it's just because I played the originals, I don't know, but it feels almost crucial, like, this year. Like, I love this game. Like, I really, really love playing it but yeah because the gameplay really uh subverted my expectations i i think i i think i was disappointed that the soundtrack didn't do the same thing
0: i and and like you said uh, like you're, you alluded to i also like this soundtrack too yeah. so other people might enjoy it more as well but uh and it's also like like you i don't think anything you've said tells me that you hate the music
1: or that no, the music of, is of like distracting no of course period. not of course not i just yeah. like i'm really attached to how vital the soundtracks of Streets of Rage 2 and 3 were, and even to an extent 1, which, which like, isn't as strong as 2 and 3, but, like, still set a a tone that yeah. followed the rest of the series. Um, Like, very effortlessly cool. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's very effortlessly, like, it's so too cool for school, it feels unapproachable. Yeah, 100%. And, and there's, like... I, I sometimes I want that in my games. Sometimes I want that. I want a a piece of my video game that knows it's so fucking good that it makes me mad that it'll never be that good again. You know. <laughs> right. And and the only way two was improved upon by making like the most divisive soundtrack of all time. Yeah. And so and so like there was no way realistically that four was going to do that. And so I'm pulling back on some of my rhetoric about it that I had like the very first moment I played it where I was like, yeah. ah, the soundtrack's not very good. That's bullshit. Like it's a really good soundtrack. Um, but it's just, it's just not doing the same thing for me. Right. And it, it was never going to, <clears throat> but I still have to throw that out there.
0: Also, it's a time and place thing too. like, you yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, like th- what I felt when in like 1992 or whatever, or 1994 or later on. I mean, I was two years old in 1992, but <laughs> when when <laughs> I eventually got around to playing um, Streets of Rage one, two, and three on my grandmother's Sega Genesis or whatever, that was just formative in a way that like it's just like a, any game probably isn't going to be for us right now, right? Uh, be, just because you know we're we're older and we've seen more things and we have access to a much wider you know array of possible musical options just in our lives uh, than we did back then so
1: 100 yeah but, i mean so yeah. so grain of salt especially folks that like didn't grow up with these games like just just know that like i think this game totally whips it does not follow the same kind of like style conventions that the previous entries did and that like that maybe just dist- detracted from my experience a little bit but i i don't think it'll do the same thing for you like i yeah. really don't yeah. um but i think this game is very good and, so, and i'm excited for a new generation of folks to like get into it the same way i i was excited for folks to play like uh mega man games like in mm. uh like mega man not like 9 and 10 and and even to a, you know to a lesser extent 11 and stuff like i uh i'm excited that like new generations of players are playing these uh these yeah. games so
0: it also gives me, like, a lot of confidence in Dot as a developer going oh, forward. Yeah. You know, they're working on Windjammers 2 right now, which is maybe going to hold a little bit more long-term appeal for people because it is such a competitively focused game. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they, you know, wrap in a lot of ideas that seem like they would fit very well in a competitive game into a single-player game yeah. makes me think, like, oh, Windjammers 2 could be, like, really fucking good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they seem to be getting very good at um, distilling a few gameplay mechanics into a, a system where like a lot of simple combinations create depth mm-hmm. instead of making it too uh, too busy with with like yeah. m- you know multiple systems. It's a very few systems that basically interact with each other in a way that like uh, feel really really chunky in a good way. So that's. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see what this dev does uh, from well, there, now on.
0: There you have it. We have the subtitle for our review of Streets of Rage Four. It feels very very chunky, <laughs> eh.
1: Ch- chunky in a good way. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's it's really good. And I don't I don't think I I think that's I think that's really like the most of it. The only thing I would say is uh, Taser the arcade machines. That's it. Like I yeah I, I, did, I didn't know that that was the thing, but it, when, when you find a Taser, just like go to a nearby arcade machine in the game and taser it because it, it does stuff that I didn't know about. Fun's great. That's good to know. Pro tips. Two days ago, pro tips, but I didn't know about it. (laughs) Even though I spent like 10 hours with this thing, I was like, wow, there's some like cutting room floor stuff that I'm seeing in the, uh, like the uh, design docs that they have in the game. Like, you can, like, see some of the behind the scenes stuff. And I was like, wow, they really left some cool stuff on the cutting room floor. And it's like, oh, that shit's hidden. You have to taser arcade machines to find it. So <laughs> it's kind of
0: wild. I'll definitely let my brother know so that yeah, he can uh, experience that. Yep. Well, I think that's going to do it for us on this one, John. Thank you very much for coming on the show with me this week. Thank
1: you. No, I appreciate um I'm glad this is out in a thing because. I, I, in a in a weird way, it almost feels stranger than the Final Fantasy VII remake being out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like it it's it's such a. It really is like, hey, remember remember the series? It was actually the fucking best at this exact thing, and like, don't you forget it? Like, and yeah. that that feels like a very, a very cool thing to like rediscover in twenty twenty. So I'm glad this is out, and thanks for asking good questions about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can also ask us questions by going to podcast at Do to send us emails with questions of your own. Otherwise, you can go to fanbyte.com slash podcast to listen to all of the podcasts that we do here. We have three different feeds with uh, three different styles of content. This will be on the Fan With One, obviously, but Fanbyte FM also provides a really good wall of sound with some smaller, more experimental stuff that we do. And Fan Fight is our wrestling and MMA feed for anybody out there who wants to kind of hear about that stuff. And I think that's also where Sports Middle lives. Am I right, it, it, it John? Is,
1: yes. <laughs> that is correct. Cool. Uh, <laughs> great.
0: Uh, you can also follow us on at Fan media uh, on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter at at Steven Strom on Twitter. On Twitter, 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 because I just keep saying Twitter. John, where can people follow you on Twitter, Twitter, Twitter?
1: Uh, you can find me at Floppy Adult on Twitter, Twitter,
0: Twitter. Uh, alright thanks everybody we'll be back with another review uh, shortly we'll also have uh, more podcasts just on this feed as normal but in the meantime uh, rage out (laughs) that's my my side off
1: bye bye